got six jobs. I don't get tired. I don't get, I don't get tired. I don't get, I don't get tired. Woo, I don't get tired. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Constructing the Beast. I am your host, the one, the only, Darius Riddick, a.k.a. Riddick the Lion. And as you realize, the intro was a little bit different than what we're accustomed to. And that is because we are bringing something special to you now, a new addition to the family, and that is Viable Vigor. I am so excited for this because we are creating the most badass version of ourselves every single day in what a disservice I would be doing if I did not implement the things that I know, the things that I've learned in the health side of it. Because without health, you got nothing. So first things first, viable vigor, what it is, viable, you know, just success. The epitome, the meaning of success and vigor, physical strength and good health. So each week, right, I'm going to be bringing you an episode that focus on the principles of becoming a healthier version of yourself. Now, before I start getting some messages and stuff like that, let me just remind everyone, right? I started Pro Tips about a year ago, and as far as credentials, right, just to remind you, I am a professional bodybuilder, okay? Like, I have my pro card. I am a four-time champion powerlifter with four world records. I do own my own fitness and nutrition and supplementation company. And I do have my master personal trainer certification by the National Academy of Sports Medicine. So not saying that to brag, but I want to say that to deflect all them bullshit DMs that I'm about to get. So stay out my DMs with that stuff. I am qualified. And if anybody is qualified, it is me. Whether you want to take my advice or not, that is up to you. But I am doing this out of the kindness of my heart because I feel like there's a lot of things that I know that you all can benefit from. All right, so we're going to hop right on into it. So for the first episode of Viable Vigor, what I want to talk about the first principle is the principle of recovery. So I want you to completely forget what people told you is most important about fitness up to this point right now. A lot of people say that it's nutrition. Mm, no. A lot of people say that it's about how you work out, you know, the intensity, the variation, the duration. Mm, okay, no. All those things play a part, but the most important thing, what is going to continue that longevity? What is going to make you a healthier athlete? What is going to keep you going for years down the road is the principle of recovery because it is crucial with everything you do that you take care of your body because you don't want to be 20, 40 years down the line and you're saying like, oh, I got old or you're getting up and your bones are hurting. You want to feel good. You still want to be sexy. You still want to do the damn thing every single day. And that's what we're going to be focused on first. But uh, wow. I mean, the principle of recovery, there's so much that goes into it. And I mean, the, the more you learn, the more you know about yourself, the better things are going to be. But I'm going to try to break it down the best way I possibly can to understand to so everyone out there can understand it. Right. So what I want you guys to think of it as is like a pie. Right. And inside this pie, there's two main ingredients, and that's maintenance and nutrition. What we're going to call this pie is the golden hour pie. Now, I know a lot of you have probably heard about the golden hour, right? So that's the period after your training sessions where your body is at its most vulnerable state, right? That's when you've exerted the most amount of energy that you probably will throughout the day. That's when your glucose levels are at its most depleted state, when you're at your least hydrated state, and when your body is susceptible 
to the most injury. And this is why that is the beginning of our focus, because that is where the most error in fitness happens directly after training sessions. But lucky for you all, we're going to try to prevent that as much as possible. Now, understanding this pie is not all encompassing, but this is what's going to directly put you on the best path that you possibly can. So if you have a pen and paper, if you have something to write down with, please do that right now because I promise you, these are things that you're going to want to take with you, going to run right down and implement in your life every single day. And as we do this, we're going to break this pie down into different slices, okay? Because I want to make this Barney style and I want everybody to understand this and be able to implement this at every single level. And oddly enough, the first thing that we're going to talk about, the first piece a lot of you are going to like, specifically my athletes out there, which is sweet too. So funny enough, so we're now at the end of our workout, training session's done, we're tired, sweaty, stank, and we're ready to go home. But first thing you do is 25 to 50 grams of sugar, of glucose post-workout. So what does that mean? Candy! Right, so directly after your workout, you know, and, and for me, I found it easiest that like if I count out my gummy bears and stuff like that, so that I know I'm getting the proper portion, I'm not overindulging, right? Because it's about moderation. So you can keep a bag of gummy bears or gummy worms or Twizzlers or whatever candy you eat inside your gym bag, as long as it's 25 to 50 grams. And the reason why you do this is because every single thing you eat throughout the day, is stored in your body and two main ways I'm going to cover the first way is with your adipocytes your adipose tissue that stores your fat right for energy for later use as well as your liver which stores sugar or glucose right as glucogen for later use as well after your training session those levels are severely depleted depending on how hard you actually train they're depleted beyond normal levels, beyond normal storage levels, right? So the body stores that for later use in case of emergency. But during your training, when those levels are depleted, now your body is more susceptible to break down in those lower energy levels because your body don't have those normal, those normal storage sites that it usually does. Right, so the quickest way to benefit your body is to restore those levels by taking in a moderate level, the 25 to 50 grams of glucose or sugar directly after your workout. Now it's okay to eat some of your favorite candy and not feel guilty. So all my sweet tooth people out there, you are welcome. All right, so for the next slice, we're still focusing on nutrition, but at this point, you know, we got enough sugar. Now we're going to focus on something that's going to be those building blocks for the muscle, right? So that's going to be your protein. Proteins, right, are those nutrients for the human body. They can sometimes be a fuel source, but they're mostly used as your muscles for those building blocks to help with recovery. So it is essential that you get at least 25 to 50 grams of protein post-workout, specifically whey proteins. There's instantized, there's micronized, there's hydrolyzed, right? There's 80, pro like, there's so many different types of whey protein, but the best one for you is going to be 100% whey post-workout. And this is because whey protein, unlike casein or some of the, you know, the substandard proteins is the fastest digesting 
protein. So that's what your body is going to metabolize and get to your system the fastest possible. The reason why it's 25 to 50 grams is because 25 is roughly the minimum amount in one serving and 50 is roughly two scoops, but any more than 50 grams of protein at a time and really you're just going to be pooping the rest of it out, right? Because your metabolism can only metabolize a certain amount of protein within the hour, right? After that, it all just goes to waste. And I know a lot of people like to mix, you know, a lot of fruit and dairy and all kinds of things with their protein, which is fine. You know, that's great because some people use it as like a supplement to their meal. However, it is best to use it with water and maybe a little milk for taste. Do like a 50-50 blend because, again, the goal here is to have our body absorb it as fast as possible. So if you start adding in too many extras, then it's going to take the body a lot longer to digest those things. All right, so we're moving on. We're still in the area of nutrition for our third slice, and what we're going to focus on now is carb restoration. So a carbohydrate, as you all know, is an organic compound that the body breaks down to release energy. So when you're feeling really good, when you have a lot of energy, most likely it's because you had a high storage of carbohydrates, right? And they're broken down into two different groups. There's polysaccharides and there's monosaccharides. So you have simple and complex carbohydrates. Now for after your workout, again, we're focusing on that digestive period that getting as much as you can in and restoring those depleted levels, right? So which ones would we want to take in? The simple or the complex? And I'm sure you all probably guessed it correctly. Exactly, 100% correct. Simple carbs is what we're going after. Now, these are going to be things such as your fruits, your milks, your vegetables, and things like that, that your body is going to break down as quickly as possible that are found naturally in these foods. Now, you can take complex carbohydrates. However, that's a thing that we're going to get into where we're talking about the itis. And I don't know for those of you that don't know what that is, but it's that sleepy, really groggy feeling that you get when you eat a lot of carbohydrates and those like your pastas, your breads and stuff like that. So they can be utilized. However, we're trying to be most effective, right? And there is a ratio, you know, to body weight, to carbohydrate levels that you should be intaking, but to make it easier, right? Because that's what we're trying to do. We're going for simplicity. A good rule of thumb is one quarter to one third of your body weight in carbohydrates as your meal, right? So, so far we've talked about the the immediate glucose. That's not a part of what we're talking about here. The immediate protein, that's also not a part of what we're talking about. We're talking about if you're, when you're having your post-workout meal, you want at least one fourth to one third your body weight in grams of carbohydrates. So for example, if you're a 200 pound person, you're looking at roughly 50 to 80 grams of carbohydrates as your post-workout meal. And to last but not least on the nutrition side of things, ladies and gentlemen, we are hitting rehydration. Because I know some of y'all out there are thirsty, all right? But the biggest thing is you gotta understand like even with how small your workouts are, how large scale they may be when you, you know, when you replicate the intensity, duration, frequency, and all these things. Throughout the day, you're going to sweat regardless, right? Your body is constantly losing that H2O. Things you are eating, the things you are excreting, your body is constantly inputting and outputting that, that water, you know, to get the system flowing. But a well-lubricated system requires an excess of water. So whenever you hydrate, 
I mean, it should definitely be exaggerated, especially after your workout. So I know we covered from before a little tidbit for you here. First thing when you wake up in the morning, eight to 16 ounces of water to kickstart that system. And it's like the same thing for after your workout. You drop in that 16 ounces of water, regardless of how intense your workout was. That is a minimum because in some way, form or fashion, the body has excreted H2O and you have to restore it. If not, if anything, to push out things like your pre-workout and your BCAAs for all those athletes or the people that may take that stuff. Remember for all you guys out there, it is imperative that you hydrate. Hydrate, 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 hydrate. Right, especially if you're taking those things. I cannot emphasize that enough because that goes beyond the health of just physical. And I mean, that goes to like the chemical balances of your body. And one thing to be weary of as athletes, we always preach if you're not pissing clear, you know, you're wrong. Right, the only thing to caveat that with is. If you are doing that, understand you are stripping your your body of a lot of natural vitamins and things that lubricate your joints and all that stuff. So just make sure that you're still getting the adequate amount of nutrients and vitamins that you need if you are hydrating that much. And I mean, that's that's pretty simple stuff, right? It's just like following a list. So those are like the four main portions of things you can do after your workout, right, to help you in that pie. But next, we're going to kind of flip it for some things that you can physically do in order to help your body post-training or throughout the day in general. First things first is gonna be that myofascial release, or in other words, foam rolling. Now, I don't know if you have a best friend right now, but you gotta tell them, hey, I'm getting a new best friend because that foam roller, a very good foam roller, is gonna be both your best friend and your worst enemy. And I know for those of you out there that foam roll on a daily basis, you know what I'm talking about. That is like a workout in itself, but foam rolling is so important when it comes to the principle of recovery because not only does it help with injury prevention, but it helps break up that scar tissue. It breaks up the fascia layer and it improves flexibility, performance, and just helps you overall be more mobile for bigger, better, and more effective performance sessions in the future. Now, foam rolling and what foam roller you use is all dependent upon your body and what your training session is. And there's no one total correct way to do it. But a couple things to keep in mind to add on to your routine that will make it the most beneficial. Five to ten minutes directly after your training session because your muscles are nice and primed and warmed up and it'll be the easiest time for you to do it. If you wait too long, then your muscles start to contract again and that's when it'll become a lot more painful. Fast and slow. A lot of people say fast towards your heart or slow away, you know. Again, it all works, as long as it works for you, that's what truly matters. But a good rule of thumb is taking it nice and slow because if you move too fast around those joints, again, you're opening up the window for injury. When you find a very sore spot, a, a, a very sore spot that has lactic acid buildup or that, that where that fascia is really sensitive, 30 seconds held on that spot to break it up. And I mean putting some good weight on it to completely break that up. It's going to suck in the moment, but your body is going to come back so much better and you're going to prevent that injury as much as possible. 
And then the last thing on that is don't be afraid to get creative. Man, I, I do all kinds of burlesque and stripping and stuff. It looks like when I'm using my foam roller, I'll, I'll be standing on my head and put the foam roller between my knees and put it on my back and then touch my toes while I'm touching the ceiling. It's like a game of Twister, you know, but it's all about what works for your body. A good, un, actually, scratch that, a great book that I recommend is Becoming a Supple Leopard. That has every which way that you can stretch and roll and get those kinks and bumps and bends and bruises out of your body. If you really want to check it out, Becoming a Supple Leopard. You can get it on Amazon probably as like an audio book or something, but just check that out and it definitely is going to add some benefit to your training sessions. And then the next portion, which kind of goes hand in hand, is stretching, right? Stretching to improve that flexibility and Again, there's so many different stretches out there. There's so many different ways and turns and and things you can do to stretch the body out. But the biggest thing to remember is just stretch, right? Again, on the end of your workout, five to 10 minutes is nothing. It is such little time compared to the benefits that it does for your body, right? At a minimum, at a minimum, five to 10 minutes post-workout. And again, that Supple Leopard book will definitely help you with that. But a big thing is don't neglect the stretching. The number one rule is whatever you worked for that day and the previous day, those are the areas at a bare minimum that you should hit and stretch out each and every single one of those muscles. When you're stretching, remember that this rule, 10 second hold. A 10 second hold. You don't need to be holding for 30 seconds or a minute. You know, this isn't, we're not a type one yogi or whatever they call it. That's not what we're doing. We're not trying to, to strengthen the muscle from there. What we're trying to do is break up that scar tissue again and keep those muscles fluid and from contracting and being more susceptible to injury in the future. We're trying to prevent that. Remember longevity is the goal, but stretch, 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 stretch. And the great thing about stretching is you can do it at any time. If you've been sitting at your desk for 45 minutes, get up for five minutes and do some stretches. If you've been sitting down or laying down in bed when you first wake up in the morning, do some stretches. Before you go to bed, it's okay to do some stretches. You can do it whenever you please as long as you do it. That is what's most important. And one more final portion to our golden hour pie is going to be soaking, right? Another way of taking care of our body, running a hot, nice hot bath and soaking in it because that's going to give those muscles an extra, uh, an extra bit of soak, right? To stretch out and be more fluid. Now for myself, I use Radox muscle therapy, um, muscle soak, stress relief, uh, bubbles, bubbles are good, <laughs> right? And then uh, just throwing a bunch of Epsom salt in there. They have measurements for, but again, it all works for what your body type and body build is. But when your muscles are at, you know, their most depleted state, like what we talked about, they're more susceptible to soaking everything in. And what those companies actually do is they put things in there and chemicals and compounds that your muscles are going to use in order to recover for the next day. And I guarantee when you do that, when you soak you're going to feel so much better. And it's as little as 15 minutes. 15 minute power soak will prevent so many injuries in the future and help with that principle of recovery. And, and that's, that's it. Our golden hour pie is complete. But wait, there's more. What's pie 
without a little whipped cream on top, you know? And our whipped cream is going to be sleep. Ooh, man, I know that sends a little chill down some people's spines because some people get like two or three hours of sleep and they're like, oh man, yeah, that's good. Now that's good if that's what works for you, but I promise you, you're doing your body a disservice when it comes to the recovery factor if you are not getting at least six to eight hours of sleep at a minimum because the way your wavelengths and your REMs work, your body is not at its peak resting rate within two to three hours, right? And that's why some people feel groggy and they feel so down when they get up and stuff like that. And other people feel great. Now you may feel great, but that doesn't mean your muscles are fully recovered. And that's when you go to that training session, you don't feel as well as you could have. Some of these top athletes, the Olympic athletes, you know, the CrossFit Games athletes, NFL, NBA, WNBA, all these, all these high-speed, high-level athletes get adequate amounts of sleep. And I know for myself, I struggled, 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 struggled with sleep. Uh, for a long time, but it just takes you being courageous enough to tell yourself, hey, I have to rest. And the difference is phenomenal. Turn off that phone, turn off that TV, you know, do all these things and just let your body and your mind rest. And when you do, I'm telling you, you come back like a warrior the next day. Now, I know we covered a lot, but I want to do a quick recap for those of you that may have missed something or didn't get a chance to write stuff down. Remember, what we are talking about here is the principle of recovery. And we do that in a simple way called the golden hour pie, right? The golden hour is the hour period after your training session where your body is at its most depleted state. And to make that pie, we have two main ingredients, and that's maintenance and nutrition, on the maintenance side, a couple things to remember is myofascial release. That's that foam rolling. Doing it for at least 5 to 10 minutes after your workout or any time throughout the day where you possibly can. Stretching to increase that flexibility, that mobility in your performance, in your joints, your ligaments, and anything that's going to keep your body moving and connected. Soaking. Soaking post-workout is a huge deal because it gets your muscles soaking up all that extra stuff that it may have also been depleted and being able to recover even faster and then sleep you don't grow in the gym you grow in your sleep so when you're lacking on your sleep when your sleep hygiene is an a plus then you're not going to be at your a plus game to the nutrition portion and we'll do this one in order as soon as your workout is finished, as soon as your training session is finished, 25 to 50 grams of glucose or sugar post-workout to restore those depleted levels in your liver and in your adipose tissue. Next is 25 to 50 grams of protein after your workout in that golden hour, specifically whey protein 100% because it is the most fast digesting and quickly digested and absorbed protein out there. Next thing we're focusing on is carb restoration. Remember, carbohydrates broken down into two different groups, polysaccharides and monosaccharides, or complex and simple, right? The good rule of thumb to remember is one quarter to one third of your body weight in grams of carbohydrates. And we're talking specifically with your post-workout meal, not including the glucose you take in as soon as the training's over. 
And the last but not least is that hydration piece, right? Water in, water out. Everything you do throughout the day, what you eat, what you do, excretes water in some sort of way. But when you're an athlete, when you're training harder, when you're taking in supplements like the protein and the sugars and things like that, your body requires more water to flush that system. So at least 16 ounces of water post-workout is going to restore any water that you may have lost. Depending on what your training session is, you need, you may need to have more, but at least 16 ounces to flush that system. And the thing to keep in mind is if you are peeing clear, like athletes should be, then you are stripping your body of a lot of vitamins and minerals. So ensure that your diet and that you are getting those those nutrients, those minerals that you may need to completely recover. Woo! That was absolutely a mouthful. And I know that it may seem like a lot, but remember that practice is what's gonna get you closer to that muscle memory and, and making it so much easier. And it's all about the preparation. The more you prepare yourself, the more successful in this game that you're gonna be. I can promise you that. And each of these tied together in that golden hour, they're five to 10 minutes each with the principle broken down into seven different ways. That's, that all that can fit in that hour. So for myself, just to give you guys an idea of how I do it, as soon as my workout's over, I grab my gummy bears, I eat them. As I'm walking up to the stretch room, I have my things ready. I'm going to get my foam roller. I'm going to stretch for about 20 minutes total, right? So now we're still only sitting at about 20 minutes. At that point, as I'm stretching, I mean, I'm still getting a little bit hungry. Now I'm going to have my protein. I'm going to drink my protein shake, which I prepped the day or the night before. And from there, right, I'm going to wash that down. I'm going to start rehydrating. So right now, I'm still sitting at about 35, 40, 45 minutes after my workout. So when I get back home, that's when I'm going to eat my meal and I'm going to sit in the tub and soak. And all that happens within 60 minutes, within 60 minutes post-training. And once I get all that on lock, now it's time for a good night's rest. Ladies and gentlemen, the golden hour pie is the key to your longevity. Each of these things it's going to take practice, but the more you do it, the better you will get. And I promise you, 40-year-old you, 50-year-old you, 60-year-old you, when your grandkids are running around, they're like, Grandpa, Grandma, and they want to play with you, they're going to enjoy it too because you're going to be able to shut them down and let them know what's up because you're going to be moving just as fast as they are. And on that, let me know if you guys have anything to add. I appreciate you all listening up to this point in the first episode of Viable Vigor A. It's been a long time coming. There's so much information and there is so much more to come. And I'm looking forward to this journey with you all. Happy lifting, Pride. I got six jobs. I don't get tired. I don't get tired.